0: Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I bet you're smart.
1: Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We
0: can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
0: This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Welcome to Brainstuff from How Stuff Works.
1: Hey Brainstuff, It's Christian Sager. Crookes radiometer was one of the most sensational toys of the 1870s, but no one had any idea how it worked, which caused much scientific debate. In a 2004 article in New Scientist Andre Laraza of the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California went so far to say this: Even today, most physicists think they know how it works, while few actually do. Well today, we're not only going to explain how Crookes Radiometer works, but we're actually going to explain what it is. Okay, you ready? This is what it is. It's a glass bulb with four veins suspended inside with a good but not perfect vacuum. Each vein is blackened on one side and silvered on the other. They are all attached to a rotor, which is balanced on a vertical support that turns with very little friction. When you shine light on the vanes, they spin. And it started out as a toy, but it's now marketed as like a conversation piece, and it's often called a light mill. Maybe you've seen one. So how was this thing invented? Well, even Crookes, the guy who invented it, he didn't understand how it worked when he built the first radiometer in 1873, and it was a byproduct of his chemical research. It came about while he was weighing samples of thallium in a vacuum chamber to reduce the effect of air currents. Crook noticed when sunlight shone on the balance, his measurements were disturbed. Warm samples appeared to weigh less than cold ones. Investigating further, he discovered a black surface was repelled more strongly than a silver one. Based on these findings, he built the first radiometer, which became a popular toy and novelty item. That same year, Crookes suggested that the mill spun because of, quote, the pressure of light, and it was pushing it like a water mill. But the light falling on the black side should have been absorbed while the light falling on the silver side would be reflected, causing the radiation pressure to push on the silver side. But Crookes' radiometer was pushing on the black side, meaning it was turning the wrong way from his explanation. So how does this thing actually work? All right, here we go. The vacuum in the radiometer is important. It has to be just right for the spin to work. If there's no vacuum, there's too much drag for the veins to move. If there's a near-perfect vacuum, the veins won't spin unless they're held in place with the impediment of friction. But if the veins have frictionless support from the rotor, and the vacuum is good but incomplete, then thermal transpiration takes place. And it looks like the light is pushing against the black sides, but in fact, the black side is moving away from the light. Osborne Reynolds provided the correct solution in 1879. He explained that thermal transpiration, or I like to refer to it as thermal creep, which some other people use, was the flow of gas caused by a temperature difference on either side of the veins. If gas is originally at the same pressure on each side, it flows from the colder to the hotter side, resulting in higher pressure on the hotter side. In the case of the veins, the faster molecules from the warm side strike their edge, imparting more force than the cold molecules and moving the vein away from the warmer gas.
0: Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube, and for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed.